What's going on, everyone? This is your boy, AJ, off the hook with AJ, your host. Man, I got a special, special guest today. Special guest. I got a legend. I got a legend in the building. Yes, sir. Zigzag of the MB Writers. How you doing, bro? Man, I am so blessed. Thank you, AJ. I appreciate the words. Uh, like I say, man, it's it's hard to hear legend, you know, it's it, but we have put in a lot of work, been doing it since 97. So yeah, thank you. I appreciate that, man. Bro, you are a legend. You are a legend, man. And honestly, man, uh, I want to let you know, man, I appreciate you coming on the show. We've been knowing each other for for quite some time, man, a little over yes. 10 years. Yes, yes. You know, me and you have uh we've done a couple records together. Yep. Um, stay so bad. Oh man, it's those records are, are, are classics too, man. So yeah, I appreciate that. Heck yeah. So uh, let, let's start with this, man. So how'd you get started in the music industry? Uh, music industry wise, um, I had always been doing music since I was a kid, man. I, I you know, my dad's record collection was the, the beginning of the inspiration. Uh, my dad listened to everything, the funk, uh, James Brown, Earth, Wind and Fire, you know, all the, all, all the good stuff, man. Rick James. Rick James was my favorite. Um, really? I, I used to like Mary Jane. I don't know what it was about the song, but I used to love the song. I'd always tell him to replay it. Uh, it was just something that was dope. Um, then I played in the band. I, I sang in the choir. Um, I always loved music. I loved the way it made me feel. And then I started taking it professionally when... Um, I was teaching at a dance studio. I used to teach uh, kids how to pop and lock back okay. in the day and putting choreographing, you know, uh, routines for these kids. And um, I started getting into rap because the the owner of the, stu uh, the dance studio was pursuing a rap career. And I just remember him talking about this drum machine that he had to get. And like a, like a little smart ass, I went and got it before he did. So I started <laughs> learning how to make beats before I actually started learning how to rhyme. So I think the dancing and the beats is what helped make Zig who he was. And then from there, I started writing music for a very long time, man. I was writing music in high school. And then the opportunity came along when uh, um, the Nasty Boy Click came along, you know? It was so how, 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 was did ready. That, how did that happen? How, how'd you meet um, Dos and uh, MC Magic? Well, I've known Dos since we were kids, man. We've, I've known Dos um, since high school. We've, we've actually were a group before we were even Nasty Boy Click. Me and him had already started out with different people. Um, we had a, a guy named Johnny Ray who looked to manage us at one time. Okay. And Johnny Ray was... Uh, kind of like a Suge Knight, man. He's, his, his street presence was real big, but he, at the same time, people loved him. So he did, like people did things for him. So supposedly, this is the story. MC Magic had told him, hey, because um, he was a promoter and he had brought in these, the, the, the old school concerts okay. with like you know, Stevie, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like all those concerts that they have. Right. Well, well back then when Magic was trying to get on, Johnny Ray put him on. He's like, yo, nobody knows you, but I'm going to put you on stage and you can do your song. So I guess Magic went on, did his thing, had his, you know, and Johnny Ray told him, you owe me a favor. One day I'm going to come and knock at your door and you're going to, you're going to owe me one. Okay. So 
Johnny Ray had already met me and Los and fell in love with us. He was like, you guys are dope. He goes, um, you guys just need exposure. But where he was exposing us was more of a underground um, party crew type of atmosphere. Remember the party crew? Right, right, right. That, I remember that's those where he was, yes, the backyard boogies, the, the raves. That's where he was showing us off at. He was like, these guys are the next. So we were like underground in a sense sensation, but we didn't know it. You know, we were just rapping and, and doing things. So one night after an after party, around two in the morning, maybe almost three in the morning, uh, or it could have been after a studio session. I just, I, I remember it was after something that we were just all excited about. And he was like, I'm going to take you guys and you guys are going to blow up and, and this and that. And Johnny, Johnny Ray was very intimidating, bro. He was the type of guy that would look you in your eye and make sure you heard him and make yeah. sure that you knew what he was saying. And at first, I was kind of scared of him. I'm not going to lie. I was like, whoa, this dude's aggressive. And if you're over here saying that he's like a Suge Knight type. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was just real aggressive, just even how he talked. And it, but, but the things he talked about were just made you feel good. It's weird how something can do that to you. Like, he's so aggressive and passionate about it that it makes you like that. So, right. so I remember... He actually, before he took us to, 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 to Magic, he did this to us. There was three members. It was a DJ. It was me and Dos. And the DJ, uh, he, he said, okay, this is what I'm going to do, guys. We're going to go in my truck, and I'm going to take each of you guys one by one. And I'm going to feel you fucking out. I'm going to really feel who you are. Okay. As a person. So he took Dos first. He took the other homie and he took me last. And I just remember, I, I can't speak for what happened in their conversation, but my conversation was this. He asked me, what do you want out of life? What are you looking for, man? And I told him at the moment what I was looking for. And he took a liking to me. He, he let me talk the whole time. So when we got back, uh, he got a phone call or something where he he went to the side and me and all the homies were like, hey, dog, what the fuck he tell you about? What did what, what right. he, he tell you? He goes, dog. Well, the dude, uh, Robert, was like, um, he, he went by DJ Eminem, DJ MM. So he was like, um, and this is before Eminem. But long story short, he's like, yeah, dude, all he did was kind of yell at me. And I was like, <laughs> I was like oh, and then Dos was like, I don't know, he was giving me some good advice, bro. And then he's like, what do you do? With, you know, what do you do for you? I didn't, I wasn't going by Zig at the time. So he was like, what did he tell you? And I was like, I don't know. I just told him I was talking to him. And he's like, okay. So he comes back okay. and he grabs and he grabs me and Dos like this by like, like the, like, you know, like the buddies. Right, right, right. And he looks at Dos and he goes, I like you, bro. And you, I'm feeling, I like you. And he looks at Robert and he points at him and he goes, I don't fucking like you. Oh shit! Straight up said I don't like yeah. your vibe. I'm, I don't know if we're allowed to cuss or not. I'm sorry. No, no, uh, yeah, yeah, hey, it's a, it's a, it's open, man. We can. Yeah. We can say what so, so like I'm saying, like he just stayed, told them to his face, like I don't fucking like you. But if your boys are gonna care, take care of you, cool. So I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if it was after a studio session, but I just remember he took us to this one studio called Third Eye Studio here in Phoenix. And at the time, this is one of the biggest studios here in Phoenix. We didn't know. Like I said, we're just some youngsters out of the, the hood, homie. Right, right. And he takes us 
and this big old, you know, the, the, the big old board and the, the mic and everything. I'm like, gosh, this is dope. And we had our producer with her. His name was DJ Too Swift. So Too Swift was already MC Magic's DJ. So I guess something happened where Johnny Ray called Magic and told, hey, Magic, um, come to the house or come to the studio and, and see what I got for you. Okay. And I guess, so I guess when we got there, Magic was already sitting in the, in the, in the, in the, in the seat. And he turned around and looked at me and Lois and he's like, okay, cool. You know, like whatever, you know, I don't know. I don't know if he saw something in us or he did it. He didn't really give us that vibe. To me, honestly, it was a little bougie. I'll be honest. He was a little bougie. It was a weird little situation. Yeah. Because I think he was a little established already. And I don't, and I don't think he was really into helping anybody at that time. So he was like, okay, cool, whatever. So Johnny Ray said, nah, you got to understand, dude, these guys are the future, homie. These dudes are dope. You got to check them out. Well, let me hear what they got. That's how, you know, so we started going through beats and rapping and stuff. And he, he was bobbing his head. And, you okay. know, it wasn't really too much info, like, coming out of him. So supposedly that night, after he dropped me and those off, he literally went to Magic's house about 2.30 in the morning. And he felt the vibe in the studio, I think. I think he felt the vibe of, I don't want to, I, I, what did you call me here for? I don't really, what, I don't want to help anybody. Like, I'm good. Right. And that's when he threw it at him. I guess supposedly he grabbed him by his shirt and he put him up on the wall and said, nah, mm-hmm. you owe me one. Remember when I put you on? Okay. You owe me. So he was right. pushing us on Magic. Oh, and so, yeah, so Magic decided to say, you know what? All of a sudden he was like, come to my house. Uh, we'll record three songs. I'll do the beats and record you guys and everything. So I said, cool. So me, those, a girl named Bam Bam, and my boy uh, DJ Too Swift, who brought the production. So we ended up recording three songs, which were really different at the time. They were dope. They were different. Um, so Johnny Ray was like, you're my group. I'm going to put you on. I'm going to bring Kid Frost, Lighter Shade of Brown, all these people who were hot at the time. Yeah. Yeah. He goes, I'm going to throw a concert here in Phoenix and I'm going to put you guys to open up before them. That's what I do. So I was like, oh, dog. So you guys are going to perform your songs that you guys just And I'm like, oh, dude, this is dope. So we go, we literally take the whole city, bro. We're from Glendale, Arizona. So we call it G City and a lot of little homies, man. I'm talking about 20 car loads, homie, just following us all the way to the south side, rooting for our group to, to like, we follow you. We're, you, we're your boys. And wow. I just remember it was like a feeling of accomplishment. Like, man, we got the city riding with us, homie. So we get there, we do the show, it's, we, we, we crack it open. You know, uh, Proper Loss is killing it. Lighter Shade kills it. Frost kills it. Everything is dope. Um, and we're ready, like on fire now, like we're ready to be a group, like we're ready. And Johnny Ray gets popped somewhere along the line and he has to go to prison. Damn. So there we go back again. Now, what happened was me and Lois had a fallout during that time. It was more on some he say, see say shit. It It wasn't really honest. But see, the thing about me and Lois is we're brothers it's not a you can't you can't break a brothership there's like only we can 
Right. So right. I, we were just both being stubborn. So this is what ended up happening. He was always a he was always a hustler. I could I could say he was always trying to find his next niche. So okay. what he ended up doing was he ended up going to a guy named Iraq, um, who was the Dr. Dre of Arizona at the time. Like this dude was the baddest producer, right. had a hot record, everything. He supposedly um, paid Iraq a little bit of money to do a ten album uh, deal. So Iraq. Uh, was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do all the beats. I'll record everything and everything. So those and his other partner, Speedy, at the time, they were like, yo, man, we need to get this guy, which I was I was going by Docs at the time, D-O-X for un unorthodox. Okay. Oh, hey, that's dope. That's dope. D-O-X. So I, I, I was kind of on that. I was, I was really a hip-hop head. Man. I was a big-time hip-hop head. So it was more always battle mode i was ready i was ready with the bars i was ready to chop your head off or or right. get the party started it was going to be one of the two so during that time they were like we need to get him so they talked i rock into saying okay well let's let's hear what he got so i remember going to the studio that night and this is when it got weird for me um i rock has a real low gangster voice you know like yo what's up dog you know Okay. He's like real, like like frost. You know how he has that that that, that right, that, right, a little raspy, that, like like oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So so he put on this beat, bro, and it was it was banging. So I started rapping, and my and my homies were like, oh yeah 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 yeah, and then he was just like, nah nah, I ain't I ain't feeling it. And then I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, well hold on, let's play it back. So he plays it back, and it's me rapping. And he's like, your voice is crazy. He goes, it's too high pitch. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, he's like, I don't like it. He goes, I don't like the sound of it. And I was like, okay, well, what do you want me to do? She goes, wrap it a different way. So, okay. I, said, so I said, okay, I'll, I'll just, so da, 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 breaking it down a different way. And he's like, okay, I, he goes, you know how to rap, but I don't like your voice. And I'm like, uh, Okay, okay, cool. And he goes, I've never heard a voice like this before. I just, it's like you're real namely, like the Cypress Hill. I don't, I, I want to say Cypress Hill might have been out at the time. So he kind of compared me to be real a little bit. He was like, you kind of sound like a bad comparison though. No, but he was trying to say like you're trying to sound like him. Oh, okay. and I was like, nah, nah, I'm not trying to sound like nothing like that. So he was like, let's try something. I said, okay, cool. He goes, so what he did was he took the beat and he slowed it down and he had me rap again. So when I rapped on it again, no, no, my bad. He sped the beat up, my bad. He sped the beat up. So when I rapped on it, I rapped it on my normal voice. And then when he brought it back, it was like screwed. Yo, it was all low. Okay. But it had my flow to it. And he goes, oh, I, I kind of like that. And I go, but. That's not that's not my voice, dog. Like that don't even sound like me. That's right. weird. And we just had a we just had a disagreement. We did we agreed to disagree, and I left the group that night. Like got kind of got kicked out in a sense. But Dos and Speedy didn't want they they loved me. They were like, dude, you're dope, bro. Like we like we want to mess with you. We won't fuck, with, fuck you. with you. Yeah. So let's just go to another studio. We'll just take the beats and go to another studio and record. So we did that, and then. That's when we had the fallout where me and those didn't talk for a while. So I started working at a furniture place where DJ Two Swift was my actual boss. 
And he was like, yo, dog, I'm doing a mixtape. Magic's going to give me all the fucking studio time I want. Come through and lay some freestyles. So here comes the reintroduction of now it's zigzag. Now I found my name, found who I am, my identity, who, how I'm going to rap, how I'm going to do everything. Okay. And so the day he came to pick up Swift from Swift's house, I happened to be there because Swift was like, I'm bringing them. This is my artist. I'm bringing him. Okay. And, and Magic was like, I remember you. He goes, he goes, yeah, you're pretty cool, man. He goes, your, your guys' songs were all right. And then he's like, well, you know, what have you been working on now? And this and that. And it was weird yeah. because, like, I, I, you know, I, I used to like to smoke a lot of weed back then. I was, like, trying to smoke out the whole house. Right, right. I mean, that's so, just how the studio vibe is, too. Yeah. So the first introduction was Magic was like, who the fuck let Cypress Hill in here? And Because he don't smoke. He don't smoke or drink, bro, straight up. I can give props to the homie for that. Oh, shit. Um, but, yeah, all his life he's never drank or smoked. Um, and one thing I gave him props was that, but I was me. And he was always kind of iffy about it at first. I could tell, I could look in his eyes like, nah, nah, I don't want to fuck with him. But he hadn't heard nothing yet again. So he was like, ah. So I just remember he had this little Datsun truck, this little two-seater, and I had to sit in the back. And Swift and him sat in the front. So I don't know what the fuck they talked about. Right. I just remember going to the studio and just blowing this fucker's wig off. Like he was just like amazed. Cause I, by that time I had already polished my, my, my skill. I was like, I'm ready. Anything you give me any, ask me for anything. I'm going to drop it. You, you give me a topic. I'm going to drop it. And right, right, right. And he That's saw true. it Yeah. to where he even called his, his nephew and was like, yo, man, you got to hear this kid zig. This dude is crazy. Come can you do that again? And there go like I think the first time I, I spit in front of him was like 52 bars. Oh shit. 52 bars. That's a lot. And then he was like, what? And then he's like, can you do that again? And I spit a whole nother probably 48 bars in his face. But the thing is, I didn't know what bars were. So that's why I rapped so long. And he was like, wow, like what do you die? That's crazy. So that's the introduction where he was like, I could see me doing something with this guy now. Okay. Right. All right. So the next day, maybe two days later, he hits me up with, uh, he hits up Swift with, yo, you got that homie that works with you still? And he's like, yeah, he'll give me his number, his pager number. That's when we had pagers. And he's like, so I paged him. He's like, hey, um, I was really impressed what you did on Swift's um, stuff. I'm working on my second solo album. Would you come and try to do a track? I'm going to give you a beat at your lunchtime. I'll, I'll drive by your work. Um, and drop you off a cassette. And if you can write to it, you know, come to the studio tonight. I said, yeah, I got you, bro. So he came, dropped off the cassette. The boss was was Swift and, and this other dude named Eddie, and they loved the way I rapped. So they were like, take an hour on me. You're good. Write that song. So I sat there and, and it was it was dope because the whole, because I worked at a, distrib a distributing company. So it was more like the homies in the warehouse. So all the homies in the warehouse are like, oh, dog, what you got ready? They, right, they're, all, right, right. they're all like rooting for me. Like, yeah, this is your chance, dog. You're going to make it, homie. Right. I'm going to be working here forever. Fuck yeah. Just love, bro. And I'm sitting there like almost writing for them. You know what I mean? Like, right. what, what is it? So, and it was weird because that day was so full of obstacles. So, so that, so my girlfriend at the time picked me up 
and we got Swift, and and, and Swift was like, "We ready? This is your time, bro. He's, he he wants you for a track." I'm like, "Yeah, dog, I'm ready." I wrote the whole song, dog. I'm practicing it on the way. He's feeling it. He's like, "Yeah, dog, that's, that's gonna be some shit." I said, "Yeah, trust me, bro. I got you, homie. I'm gonna kill this." So we stop at a store before we go, bro, and I run into Eminem, DJ Eminem. Okay. And I hadn't seen him for a long, long because he went to prison. He had done some shit and went to prison, got in some trouble. Okay. Whatever. Um, so, so Swift's outside talking to him and I see him and I'm like, yo, what up, man? I'll, I'll holler at you when I come out. I'm just going to the store, grab some papers and some sodas, ready for the studio. Okay. And Swift walks in the, in the store and he tells me, Hey dog, don't go out there right now, homie. He goes, uh, he, he goes, Eminem's trying to fuck with you, bro. Like he's trying to fight you, homie. And I'm like, that's what I said. I'm like, what? Like, like, I ain't even seen no homie in forever. Right. Um, he's talking about, like, you try to hit on his baby mama and shit. I said, what the fuck? Oh, I said, man, God, homie. I said, nah, nah. And that's when I walked out. So I walked out, and he's like, what's up? Because he called me Rick. He's like, what's up, Rick? I'm like, what's up, brother? Like, you tripping? He's like, nah, nah. I ain't tripping, bro. I don't want I just want to talk to you. And, hey, I, 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 nobody got to trip on nothing. I said, I said, you cool, bro? And he's like, yeah, no, we're going to be good. As soon as I took that step, he popped me. Boom. Oh. So we started fighting in the middle of the fucking of the of the front and front of the Circle K, like the store, you know, there's a convenience store. So we're boxing. My girl jumped. That girl at the time I was with jumped on him, trying to scratch his face. She was down. Dude. It was just the, the yeah. Ball. She was like, oh. and then she she got off. Me and him are squaring up, and it was just like, and he's just screaming at me at the top of my lungs, at his lungs, saying, "How could you do this to me, homie? I loved you like a brother. You held my son. You were there at it." And I go, "Dog, what are you talking about?" He goes, "My girl Brenda, da da da, said that you done it." I said, "Dog, I go, it ain't. Oh wow, it was it, dog. It was really. It was chaos. It was chaos. Way, way stupid. Way blowing out of proportion, homie." on some on some stupid gossip shit so i remember getting in the car bro so pissed i told swift and my girl at the time i don't even want to fucking do this no more i'm good I'm, i don't want to go to the studio now i'm my fucking vibe is fucked up i'm literally nervous i got that you know when you after you get so angry right some people some people get angry and they start I dog I, I literally started tearing up because yeah it, that's how i get yeah it hurt me so much bro and my yeah. And then my the girl at the time was like, no, fuck that. You, you're going to go. Like, you have to go. This is your chance. So we went. And Magic can tell right off top, my vibe was just not right, bro. He was like, you go, you, you, you good, man? I'm like, nah, nah I just got, just got in a fight right now, homie. Shit. Right, yeah, right there. I fucked up by saying I got in a fight because now he's looking at me like, oh, now you're just trouble. So he looked at me and he treated me different for those few minutes before we recorded, bro. I swear I saw that. Yeah, that's crazy. And, and so I was like, now nah, just give me, just give me a little, just give me a moment, bro. I'll, I'll be good, bro. I'll be good. Well, did you, and he's right to business. So did you get, did you get to the song? Did you write it? Did you do anything to it? Yeah, bro. I, I, I wrote the whole thing, homie. And he's like, what? I'm like, yeah. So he plays it and I start rapping it. And this is before I'm even singing the hook, bro. I, I start rapping it and he's like, man. Yeah, that's pretty dope. And, and I said, look, I wrote your part too, bro. Look, da, 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 da. and he's like, ah, bro, but I don't really smoke and I don't really talk about drinking. And like, uh, whoa. I said, well, what do you, I said, okay, I got you, bro. Check it. 
So we started writing to the, we started writing together. So I started throwing them lines like here, here, check this out. Boom, boom, boom. Right. And cool. He goes, well, you got a hook? I'm like what a chorus? He's like, yeah, chorus. I said, yeah, right. okay. Cool. Got you. All right. Plays a beat. Take a little trip. Take a little trip, man. Take a little trip. Take a little trip and see. Now who wants to take a trip? Sit back and enjoy the ride. Have to take a little trip through the AZ side. Uh, he, said, he said, do that again. I said, okay. Take a little trip. Take a little trip. Man. And he stacked my voice. And he was like, oh, my God. Come out here, man. I said, what? He's like, do you hear yourself? I said, what do you mean? He's like, he goes, you literally mimicked your 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 double. He goes, this is what we call doubles. Yeah, your, he goes, when you doubled up your voice, it made one voice. This is you. This is zigzag. This is what I hear. Yeah. And, he, and he kept that fucking take. It was only one take I took. I didn't take any more takes on that take a little trip. So what you hear is me rapping, singing a chorus for the first time in a studio. And him just doctoring it. He'd one take Jake me. Because I wanted to go back in there and change it. I didn't like it. I'll be honest. I didn't like it because I was like, I didn't know really what my but voice sounded. knew what he heard. I didn't. I didn't. So, right. so here comes uh, that song. And all of a sudden, he takes a liking to me where he's like, he take, I remember that night he took Swift home and I'm, he sw put Swift in the back. <laughs> the oh, back sorry. of the truck and he made me sit in the front well, but it, it was it was a it was it was a good moment during That's that cool. time because I felt like finally someone took me serious in the sense of okay I'll open up my door to you right and I would go from there so then from there I I, I just I'm I'm always on Magic's ass like hey dog what you got what, what's what's cracking what's next man what you got yeah. I don't know if he liked that or I don't know if he didn't I don't know if I was bugging him I I don't know sometimes he would tell me yeah Zig I'm not really working right now I'm not on the stuff like that so and then and then he'd call me once in a while and be like oh I got something for you or you got you got any beats or you got anything so and then a year later comes along and Dos comes back around because okay. Swift like I said Swift knew him. And said, hey, I want you to be part of my mixtape. Okay. So then me and Lowe see each other at the studio one day and we look at each other like, what the fuck are you doing here? What are you doing here? Like, what the fuck? We're doing the same shit. <laughs> so Lowe had been working on his album. And he said, I'm going to work on this track. It's called Cuddle Time. I said, Cuddle Time? You know, Because Dos was more R&B. He liked the R&B stuff. Okay. Or in the hip hop clubby shit. And you know, like you know, like I said, the the, the Wu Tang was hot at the time. A lot of right. pop was big. So I just remember those saying, "I got this track where I'm gonna put the homegirl Renee on it. I got some other people on. It. We're gonna do good." And I said, "Cool." Magic, you know, told me he'd help me out. So I guess when they were working, because I I didn't go to the studio during that time because okay. they were all working. I guess that's what created Down for Yours, oh, because those was the first person to say down for yours if you're down for mine right. yeah and then the girl goes well then let's get down to some cuddle time uh -huh. that's how the real the original original hook started right like, 
man, that shit sounds corny. Cuddle time. We're like, fuck that. Dude. <laughs> shit. So then all of a sudden, like, yeah, we started. You were like, ah, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Shit. So we started going and saying, ah, let's, 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 let's doctor it a little bit more. So then I'm down for yours. If you're down with my flow, keep coming. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm down for my G's. You're down for yours. If you're down for my age. Wow. What the fuck? We like, yo, they call me look like, yeah, we got it. It's it. This the it. This the it. This is it. This is it. So I'm like trying to get on it. I'm trying to get on the song. My magic tells me, ah, we got you on a couple songs on the record, Jig. Let's just try to do something different. I said, ah, fuck. All right. So they ended up putting another little youngster on it, which made it legendary. So long, okay. So long story short, magic started to become a promoter at that time. So he threw a show, which he hired Zap and Roger. So that's how we were able to get the contact with Roger. So, so once that song down for yours had the meat, we said, what can we do to make it special? And he brought it up and said, we need to get Top Box. We need to get Roger Troutman on a song. Ooh, he's going okay. to charge us $10,000, though. Ooh, hook. Steep. Yes. And he wants half of it up front, and he wants half when he lands. So we all put in our little bit of money that we had. I had, I think the girl that I was at the time with threw, threw me like 1500 bucks. She's like, here, I just got my taxes. I got you, babe. Cool. Thank you. Damn. Because um, you know what? That person at that time believed in me, homie. Really, really believed in me. And that's that was that's a whole just story in itself because I came from an addiction before I met Magic. See, that's the story I didn't tell. I was fucking up at one time in my life, bro. And I started getting addicted to crack and fucking up my I fucked up my I fucked up for almost a year and a half, bro. And I was right, just right. And and when I met her, it was literally like it, uh, like a divine intervention. Like God said, I'm bringing this person to you and you're not going to be able to fight this feeling. You're going to leave right. with her. And I left, literally left the hood, took off, moved with her the first night I met her and moved in with her, bro. Literally like a week later, it was crazy. And, and, and she was always like, oh, you, your beats and your, your flow, they're so dope, babe. And like fuck for real like that's cool so she was the one who gave me the the motivation to say okay i can do it so that's what gave me the pre- preparation to right. meet and so like i said the down for yours thing happened she gave me money believed in it uh magic got a little extra money we did everything we had to do we ended up getting roger on the record bro and, that's and that cool. was like and and it was crazy because it was life-changing but it was life-changing in a sense of like I coattailed off of that. I didn't really feel the amount of success they might have felt because of being on the record. Like I was in the video. Elaborate on that. In the song. Well, because it was it was those on the first verse, Magic on the second verse, and a guy named Sly, Double A Ron. Um, he was Aaron, but he went Double A Ron. Okay. And, and he was the third verse. What you want, Goldilocks? Money can't oh, okay. buy. And that little motherfucker had some flow. I'm not gonna lie. He was, yeah. he, he was the youngest of the crew, 16. The fucking ladies loved him. Like, they, right. like I felt bad for the kid because fame hit him so hard and he couldn't go to high school because all because he had that face that 
like you know like that all when right you know what i'm saying yeah. that i know exactly what you're saying that little like face. i want to punch your face face yeah <laughs> and he, I, yeah but ladies loved him he fucking loved they loved him like and and just it was crazy so he ended up on the third verse so that song takes off and i'm like wow this is dope for them because they even made me feel a, a certain way like well you're not on the record Oh, oh. kind of you know it was, a, it was okay. more like like uh i don't camaraderie it wasn't right, like, right, right, right. like dissing but then az side came out took over um we ended up getting a remix that got actually we remixed it and sampled not sampled but recreated a madonna record and madonna actually heard our record and cleared our sample and said hey i like it go ahead and put it out that made MTV news. So I had my little piece of, of uh, I guess, my 15 minutes of whatever I wanted to feel. Right, right. And, but they, but at the same time, like every time we do a show, it was a lot of love. It wasn't like I would like, oh, those are the three guys that sing the song and this guy, he, no, right. I, I, I stood my fucking ground. You know what I mean? Like, and it was always like a, friendly competitive thing like who's gonna have the tightest verse who's gonna rap the best or you know who could come up with some and it was never like battling each other it was just more like let's just make records let's let's just keep going and i really believed we're the ones who gave magic his sound because if you really if you really look at it he would have never sounded like that if he never met the youth like we were the young rappers at the time right 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 so, he kind of swag jackered from us in a certain way. And it was weird because now that I sit back and watch his career and I watch the moves that he makes, it's, it's, it, it, it was almost, it was almost weird. Like I'll give you an example. Like I, I sing a lot. I used to sing in the choir. So oh, I, I, I that's something I didn't know. Yeah. I sang in the choir. I sang dog. I sang all the way to when I was a senior in high school. Oh shit. Yeah. I was in like, you ever seen high pitch? Or uh, pitch perfect. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I used to do that. Okay. That All type right. of. Shit. That All my right. my we had like a, a it was called vocal vocal ensemble. Okay. And, and so our vocal ensemble was actually like six people, and we would do shit like that. So I I've always had music in my blood, right. and I've never been scared scared to sing. So I started singing on my raps. And he loved that. That's one thing he could always say, fucking Zig. He'd come up with some crazy melodies, bro. I'd be like, just comes comes out of me. But then I started seeing him sing a little bit more on his records. And at the time, if if you're part of my crew, cool. Like, take whatever I give you. Right, you know? right. But if you're not part of my crew and you're still hanging on to some, like, to me, it's like, are you? I don't know what you're doing. Like, I don't know what to call that. So I kind of just... I always reinvent myself. I always stay a step ahead of the game, bro. And that's just me. And I think that's my story with this group is, is kind of like, I don't want to say it in a fucked up way, but it's kind of like last on the totem pole. Like there, there was levels and each level that I, that I, I could cross and I got treated different for the actions that I did. Like when we split up as a group, I got the, I got, I got treated different. I got 
right different deals done behind you know i i don't want to say done done behind my back but they were in a way where it's like wow i mean i don't really want to go into that part because i feel like those were my mistakes of being an artist of being naive i could sit there and blame everybody else yeah i really could and, and you know I, what, me, me being an artist as well, like I've been in those situations too where like, like how you said, like, like, you know, kind of like being naive, like um, where I fucked up a lot of times, you know, I fucked up a lot of times. I, I've had my, my falls, you know, I had my ups and my downs and there was times where I was like, nah, it ain't my fault. It's your fault. Like, yeah. you know, like it's their fault. But then. Well, you know why? Because they, they, they almost make it look like it's their fault. Because let me tell you something, brother. This is what you got to understand. When you walked into that first meeting of a record deal, you're in there with people that are going to run circles around you if you don't know the business. Me, those were young kids from the barrio that I got my GED on me. Like I wasn't, I was trying to live my, like I was living the, the hood life, homie. I went to live in the, the, uh, you know what you call the trying to go to school, learn business. Right. That one, that one, nah, man. So I feel like when we walked into our first deal, it was people running circles around us, but we couldn't see it. I agree. I agree. And, 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 and that's when you have to understand there's going to be people that want to help you, or there's going to be want to be people that help you to help themselves. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you this is the only thing I really look at when I look at the beginning of Nasty Boy Click. MC Magic was the oldest of the group. He owned his studio, so we would record at that studio. Okay. Okay. That's the only reason why I think that person felt like he owned certain things. Right. I'm the leader on this because I own the studio. We're recording on my stuff. It's like if me and you were playing video games, but I own the council. So yeah, it's like, all right, cool. Like, I want to take a break right now. And then now it's like, uh, all right, I own this shit, so you can't beat me. So so this is where this is where it got weird. And this is where I, this is the part where I guess I regret and could go back and change. Because if I change this dynamic, it changes every freaking thing. So- okay. So what happened was I sat back and started like reevaluating things and said, okay, wait, wait a minute here. There was, there was, there was nasty boy click. That was Dos, DJ Too Swift, his son, uh, Mischief, who was only on one song. Um, and then we had uh, Buki Loke and Double A Ron. Okay. Now that's five people. Okay. Uh, okay. When they asked to do this deal, when they called, magic to do this deal he told us hey guys i'm going to new york and they're gonna negotiate a deal for us and 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 me and my wife are gonna go and we're gonna go with you know this and that so they went to new york and that's when every fucking thing changed because okay he took our sound Right? The package is the sound, right? Right, right, right. Okay. So he took our package and delivered it to them himself. It should have been delivered by 
all of us. Got it, got it, got it. That's where we, that's where we fucked up. We should have said, no, dog, you can't go to New York by yourself because we have to go with you. You're taking our song. You're taking those okay. song. You're taking, if you really break it down, down for yours is really those song. It's not. Right, right, yeah. He gave it to the clique. He said, I'm giving it to the, it's like a, a group effort. Like, like if me, you, and another person were working on a, on a, a record right now, and we say, hey, you know what? Let's do a record right now. I'm pretty sure you got stuff put away that you could be like, I can add this to it. I got stuff put away. I right, like, right, you right. Got some shit. Check it out, bro. I worked on this a couple of years ago. Oh, let's put this in there. That's what that was. It was a it was a group effort. So when you right. look at it, it's a group effort to get that deal. No, yeah, exactly. But we didn't. So this is what happened. They talked to him and said, well, Look, man, we're willing to give you a fucking almost. A, I think the deal got almost to a million dollars, bro. Like, I we still don't know the amount of money that was made for Nasty Boy Click. It was never told to us, never oh, said out of a person's mouth. This is what we got, guys. Because I think there's something shady around that. Time. Right, 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 so, right. So, so, so then I, this is what I said where we fucked up. Um. So they came. He comes back from New York and says, well, guys, um, there's a change of change of plans in order for us to get this deal. And he goes, he goes, guys, I got I got a ten thousand dollar check waiting for you guys right now. All you got to do is sign, sign this deal. What you guys are going to do is you're going to sign to my label and then my label is going to get signed. And then we're going to all get signed to over here. All right. Oh, OK, cool. But we did, oh, did we know we gave him all the power signing into his label. Oh, because it's a label to label deal. Right. So, so figure if he gave us $10,000 each, which he even gave his own son $10,000 for one verse. So so I'm on four of the songs on the album. I get paid $10,000. Okay. Um, Dos is on, I don't know how many songs, three songs, four songs. Buki Lokes on probably the most. And and Book was our, the only black rapper in our group. Okay. And he was like like the 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 shiner. You know, people love Book. They were like, this motherfucker's dope. And he was. But he got the shit into the stick. He told me a deal. Well, well, well see, this is where it gets crazier. Magic tells me what he gave him. And then Buki really tells me what he really got. Ooh, okay, see, so there's, yeah. There's too, too many stories. What's going on? So, so then when we signed, we gave the power to him to say, okay, well, I'm going to control the money. So him giving us $10,000, our first record, our first thing, you got to look at it like, I, I, now I know what you did. You, you, okay, you got us, cool. So then after learning that, I said, okay, so... Then it, things didn't start working out anymore. So so right. he breaks up. So he breaks up. Nasty boy click. He calls us for a meeting one day, and he tells us, "Hey guys, you know, it's like it's like a toothache that don't go away. You know, I just I just can't do this anymore." Damn. All right, cool. It is what it is. Fuck it. Right. So there it is. Like oh, it's done. Like we we already knew it was like it was right. like forever. So here comes Lost in Love. Uh, his, his, it's actually his record. He, he now, produced. let's do this. Let's do this real quick. Let's take a little quick break. 
Yeah. Because we got to do a little sponsor stuff. Let's do, do some a little quick break. And then we'll get back to the loss of love because I want the people to know about the loss of love. So we'll be right back, everyone. <laughs> 